All right, relax. I guess I should have asked you so I've seen this. <laughs> Here, let me go. Okay, go for it. They call him Kukulkan. And welcome to the penultimate place to get your Marvel news, our MCU reviews, and fireside chats for all things Marvel. This is episode 60 of the Marvel Mondays Initiative, and today's topic is our review of Black Panther wakanda forever if you're listening on your favorite podcast service feel free to give us a good rating on that platform it helps the algorithms and helps us grow our audience and if you're watching on youtube consider dropping a like and a sub and don't forget to hit the bell to get notifications for when we go live with all our shows like the penultimate game show the cross media show and anime nation for those of you who don't know me my name is christian macias the curator of cinema and your host for the evening Alongside me today, he is back, the friendly neighborhood co-host of all things Marvel and Destiny, the newest dad in town. Actually, not anymore. A year old yeah. now. So, Arrogant, how are you? Hey, what's up? I'm excited to be here. It felt good to be in the movies for an MCU film. It's always a special kind of feeling, so I'm, I'm ready to talk some Black Panther. It's been a year already. Yes, sir. And the man in flannel, rounding out the war table, of course, our one and only director of operations, Ben Grew. How are Christian. you? I'm good. How about you, buddy? I'm a little cold, but we're doing all right. Yeah, yeah, same here, same here. My f- feet are freezing, but I am too. Should I go slippies mode? Go for it. I did want to let you know, Christian. Are you ready for this news that I have for you? We are currently at nine thousand views for how Solar Punk Fiction envisions a better tomorrow. It's, I don't know who's who watched it a thousand times today, but someone did. Maybe it was Jackson. Nine thousand. He's got nothing else to do. I know, maybe right? Hugo, maybe Hugo watched it during his internship so many times. <laughs> He's not getting paid for anything else. This might hit ten thousand before the end of the year. That's this might so hit awesome. ten thousand before the end of the week. But the end of the week? Yeah, yeah you're right. So yeah, awesome. you're right. The way that this yeah. is skyrocketing, I think two days ago it was at like four point eight. So, like, yeah. we're also at By the 297 way, I, I, subscribers, so. Nice. 300 right around the corner. Yeah. Uh, real quick on this. I was talking to Jackson today about this because you know, we, we co-made the video, so I had to let him know. And uh, we were both saying, like, we checked the, the comment section of that video. Surprisingly very wholesome for, for it being a, a YouTube comment section. I've had like, very do- positive comments. Like, 90% of them are, are, are good things, so. I've deleted three comments that were just like stupidity not like how how are you gonna have a bad comment for something like that though well the the ones that i I deleted were just like random gibberish so but the other comments i've left them there i've just this guy's on the case yeah so thank you to whoever's watching again folks we got some housekeeping for you What's on the horizon, Ruben? Um, we are doing... Uh, that's a good question. What's on the horizon? We're talking uh, about something on the Penultimate Game Show this week. Um, you know, Eric, I'm getting real sick and tired of me not dropping fucking... Fucking Senua Saga, you know? I'm, it's getting real sick and tired of this shit, okay? Um, I don't know. I, hold, I don't know. I don't know. I'm holding out hope that uh you know Silk Song just stealth drops next week. 
I wish. Or first <laughs> December. Probably December Game Awards. That Inshallah. could be a big reveal right there. They usually drop like and it's out now stuff. Yeah. Oh, there you go. That's what we're doing on Penultimate Games. We're uh, making predictions for Game Awards. Uh, Elden Ring wins. Wings wins. Nice. Elden uh, Ring wings. Yeah. They had. They thought Red Dead Two was gonna win. It's gonna be straight, guys. I'm sorry to tell you this. It'll be straight. Yeah. Good. Yeah. You're right. You're Everybody right. I love cats. My prediction, Elden Ring wins Best Direction. God of War wins Game of the Year. I haven't even played it yet. That doesn't deserve it. You haven't it. even played it yet. Yeah, I'm saying. I'm third, like, what, 15, 16 hours in? God of War don't deserve it. Bro, I'm just I'm telling just you. Two hours Elden Ring wins Best Direction. We'll see. We'll see on the penultimate game show, won't we, folks? Yeah, and um, I think that's about it for this week. Moving on. MCU news. Did we miss anything? Last time we convened, we talked about the Atman and the Wasp Quantum Mania trailer. They played this, Which by I the way. Which I saw, by the way. Oh, yeah. What'd you think? Uh, so it was weird because I hadn't seen the trailer yet. And just hearing all y'all talk about Spy Kids and everyone talk about Spy Kids on the internet. When I saw the trailer, I'm like, fuck, this looks like Spy Kids. It does, yeah. No, it does. Um, so... I guess that's the problem if you do this whole movie in the quantum verse. Like, that may be an issue. Quantum. So, probably if you do the whole uh, movie in the quantum realm, but, you know, Jonathan Majors, that's what's going to make this movie great. So. Oh, yeah. I mean, I have no doubt that Jonathan Majors is going to do his thing. He's a great actor. Just like, Uh, you're right, though. Visually, it looks. What you tweeted about it, like no MCU movie has used like the volume set, like well, whatever it is. Yeah, yeah. To which Hugo said, like no one really knows how to use the volume. Like Greg Fraser and uh, Matt Reeves, like they used it really well for the Batman. Other places kind of screw. Like Mandalorian season two was was pretty decent, but like other high budget places just haven't used it very well. And uh, it's gonna be kind of tough to get used to the volume. Uh, it is much easier to use, I guess, than to building sets and stuff. But did Wakanda forever? It's a learning curve for sure. Did it? Did the? Uh, yeah, sorry. Did Wakanda forever use the volume? I'm not sure if they I use the volume. No, no, because I watched some behind the scenes stuff, especially with like the. Well, we'll get into it. Like the Wakanda fight, like when Namor was on the beach, like it was just like a giant blue screen, but everything else was like actual, like filmed in Georgia stuff. So. Okay. Yeah. So we'll have to wait and see. Uh, that movie is like what? That doesn't it kick off Phase Five, and that's pretty. I think March. No, February, buddy. February twenty third. Wow. But it's okay because we're about to have like a nice little MCU break for a bit, uh, apart from holiday specials. So I think that'd be good. Yeah. Which should be which should be fun. That should be like a nice little like yeah. just chill for the holidays. You know what I mean? Oh, yeah. That was the other trailer. It was the holiday special that James Gunn directed. I think it's his final thing before, uh, obviously, Guardians 3 comes out. Uh, I have not seen the trailer. All I know is that Kevin, Kevin Bacon is involved in some yeah. capacity. Are we not going to talk about the news for James Gunn? What news? He's the, well, that's not a Marvel thing. Yeah, yeah. but like, he, he kind of is working both sides, you know? Well, He's done. He's going to finish Guardians and then move on. Okay. Which he should. Yeah. 
Let him do other stuff. Dang. DC's going to be crazy. Let's hope. You know what I mean? DC's going to have a vision. That's the thing. They're going to have a vision now. Like, they will have somebody at the helm. So that's good for them. They just got to release Shazam 2 and Aquaman 2 and then The Flash and also whatever Black Adam 2 is going to happen. And then and then start Black to lay Adam out their vision. You didn't watch that post-credit scene? Something's going to happen. Horrible. It did horrible, though. The box office. Well, I guess the hierarchy yeah. of the DC Universe did not change. Really. No, of course not. But you know what? Shazam 2 looks pretty fucking fun. Pretty fun. Enjoy. Thanks. Yeah. I didn't enjoy. say good. I that said won't, fun. That won't be for me. Okay. I hope you enjoy. Alright. When are we going to get Carnage 2? Let there be more Carnage. Morbius. Morbius 2. Anyway. More Carnage. Nay Morbius. I would watch. Nay Morbius. <laughs> that means without Morbius. For us Spanish speakers. Or for us non-Spanish speakers. Let's move on. I mean, that's it. Yeah. That means we're, we're going we're gonna to get straight into Black Panther. Yeah. Wakanda forever. Let's get into it. Uh, 2022 released last week. What? 1110? 1111? Yeah. Is that right? Thank you. 2022. Directed by Ryan Coogler. Let me read you the synopsis real quick before we get into some more details. Forever. Queen Ramonda, Shuri, Mbaku, Okoye, and the Dora Milaje fight to protect their nation from intervening world powers in the wake of King T'Challa's death. As the Wakandans strive to embrace their next chapter, the heroes must band together with the help of the war dog Nakia and Everett Ross and forge a new path for the kingdom of Wakanda. This is the 30th film in the MCU, and it ends phase four. Some numbers. Uh, This currently has a 180... Sorry, $180 million opening weekend, which is the highest November debut ever. I don't have the numbers for what it's at today. That's just what the number, I guess. No, I don't. $187 million, yeah, as of this weekend. So there you have it. Rotten Tomatoes is currently at an 84% uh, critic score and a 95% audience score. Huge. Huge for Ryan Coogler, huge for the Feig, huge for the MCU. Damn right. Mm-hmm. Let's get into our actual discussion. Of course, as always, we, we start with our general thoughts, kind of broad, what we thought about the movie, no specific details, no spoilers. And I got to start with Eric first. I have to, because he's already tweeting about it. Yeah, uh, this movie, my thoughts, this movie is good, not great. This movie has uh, uh, quite a few issues for me, um, but uh, it's still good. Like, I don't think it's a bad movie at all. Um, like, I think they do a lot of good things. Oh, I think they do a lot of things well. Ryan Coogler, like, you could still see, like, of the Phase 4 movies, I think this and Eternals are probably the most artistic of them. Um, but, uh, this is, this is good. It, it's, I don't, I don't like this more than the first Black Panther, but, uh, it's, well, I'll get more into it later, but it's, it's good. Not great. I'm so happy you brought up the rest of phase four. Cause I was, tweet, I was tweeting about this 
that phase four is going to be looked at as the black sheep. Because if you look at it now, like, where are we going? Movies seem like they're all over the place. But when I actually made, I, was, I tweeted out my list of uh, Mike MCU ranked. And mm-hmm. it turns out most of the phase four movies actually ended up higher on my list. There are a few ones that I think uh, are the weaker ones, and those are the ones that like kind of stick to the MCU formula that we like to call. You know what that means? Yeah. Well, I think for the most part, like these movies are are doing something a little bit different, something like more unique and individual. Mm-hmm. And for that reason, uh, I really enjoyed Wakanda Forever, despite its length. I know people have an issue with its length. I thought the movie was was freaking great, and that's because. It decided oh, yeah. to be a, a serious movie from start to finish, and I adored it for that. Legit, like... I thought you were about to say know, Namor. I was like, hell yeah, that's why. <laughs> <laughs> no, first of all, like, represent- we'll get into representation. I thought that was freaking incredible. Like, I know Hugo was saying stuff about, like, yeah, he was on my letterbox saying, like, you know, a serious movie with a, with a guy who's, like, is a mutant who has, like, a wings for feet. And it's like, sure, that's a little bit silly, but, like, we accept that as a... Uh, kind of an outcome of the genre. It's a superhero genre, but that doesn't mean it isn't a serious movie. And I think, like, that weight of, like, losing T'Challa, like, that thread that, ha- like, continues beyond the conclusion of the movie, I thought was was riveting to me. Like, as, like, laser-focused as it was on the, like, how that affected everyone in Wakanda and, like, its consist- constituents and all the characters... I thought it was great. I wanted more of it. I never felt like, sure, like the, the pacing was maybe a little bit off here and there in little places, but I was enthralled from start to finish and I, I thought it was a great film. It also has the best post credit scene, full stop, in my opinion. And is it better than Black Panther 1? No, uh, maybe not, but they're like, they're t- doing two different things. And for those, I, I have them very high up on my list. I guess technically it's, what, number 15 out of 30, so it's a mid movie on my list, but I thought it was great. I guess that leaves it to me. Um, geez, what can I say about this movie? Um, one word to summarize this movie. Bloated. Bloated beyond belief. That hurts me. I feel like they tried to do too much with this movie. Now, I, I, I understand, like... There were outside forces that they kind of needed to, you know, figure out. But, like, I feel like this movie should have just been about uh, T'Challa. Them losing T'Challa. Them dealing with the repercussions of, well, the the way the movie started. That they um, are dealing with the repercussions of everybody trying to steal Vibranium from Wakanda. I don't think they needed to introduce Namor. Um, It kind of loses the whole Namor stuff. Don't get me wrong. I loved it. But at the same time, I feel like you should have just stuck with one thing here. And yeah. Um, I did love that end credit scene. It, It kind of brought me back. But I still think that this movie was all over the place. Which kind of is upsetting. Dang, that is so rare for me to be like the uh, the one that's like the, rating it the highest out of all of us. Now, Usually, I'm on the other end. Let me be perfectly clear. This is way better than I th- personally think. This is way better than Black Panther. 
I also okay, think I forgot that you don't like Black Panther 1, which is an insane I take. I also think that Ryan Coogler has watched way too much of The Lion King and Avatar. Because man, oh man. Fucking yeah, I mean, that's that's a little things. unfair, though. Like, I... <laughs> unfair like uh, they, in my theater obviously they're, they're it's you know they're both disney products they played the uh, avatar trailer before this one and like james cameron gets his work done like he wants his shit to look good a case in point avatar one 10 years later still looks freaking great um so obviously avatar 2 is gonna look fantastic it's a shame that like when you're comparing obviously they're comparing the water scenes between Ant- uh, avatar 2 and black panther 2 it's like one of them looks way better and obviously Marvel has like a VX issue, VFX issue that we talk about pretty often here. But like, yeah, it no was, doubt that the James Cameron movie is going to look way better than what we got here. It was the Lion King, Avatar and Aquaman is what I put together for me. That, they put this, those three movies in a blender and that's what they got here. You know, Explain Lion King. I, I don't I don't see where you're getting Lion, Lion King, King at the well, we're going to get into it a little later, but at the uh end of the movie we see uh sherry um you know uh, on top not on top standing above um namor and her mom's voice just comes out of the ether and like remember who you are (laughs) i was like okay all right oh i guess you know uh, i i it was it was cool um I, i again i did like this movie i just think like Eric, you All right, okay. Like you have something to say. Hmm? Like, I said it looks like you have something to say. Uh, I figure I'm going to get into it. We're just doing general discussion right now. Yeah. So. Okay, so I'm rating it higher. Uh, Eric is good, not great. Ruben's kind of kind of down on it. Seems like okay. This should be this should be a pretty fun discussion. So let's get into okay. Well, let's get into the flaws first then. I mean, the number one thing is the length. That's the the pacing is like when they were when he was um, when he brought Shuri underwater, and then we get to the part where uh, are we getting into spoilers now? I think it's fair to say. I mean, I, if you're watching this deep into whatever yeah. this discussion, it's it's fair. Yeah, spoilers. spoilers, ahead, spoilers ahead. Go for it. Am I good now? I so like when he brings Shuri underwater, or like, okay, this was a nice scene. And then I don't know, like towards the end of the movie, I'm like, fuck, that underwater scene seemed like fucking five movies ago. Like I, I it was hard for me to pick up the the three act structure, like, because it was all over the place. Um and like don't get me wrong, like I don't think like I Obviously, I like Batman versus Superman, so I can't say anything about like pacing issues, like completely ruining the movie for me. Like, because um, there's a lot of good in this movie. Like the soundtrack, awesome, um, but it just it just runs on a bit long. That's what I thought. Because like when uh, Endgame was three hours, but that felt like over like that. I didn't mean to snap, ha pun. Um, but this movie, it felt like much longer than that, because uh, some parts just go on way too long. I guess um, I guess I would agree with you. Like towards that water part section, like a little bit after, I felt like okay, I I I did feel its length for a little bit. But for me, like I don't know. When you're dealing with a movie that's about grief, I I really enjoy theme. 
Yeah, for for sure, a thousand percent. I kind of found it refreshing that they're allowing characters to have a crisis of character and like for it to not be in like a two hour film where like you understand, like you'll see like them have like their crisis and then the climax, like, oh, they're they're suddenly better people and they, they like are able to deal with that grief. And like that doesn't really happen here. Like it it's in like the very, very end, like the final what five minutes that Shuri is able to come overcome that grief. And then like right before credits is when she like is able to say goodbye like, I don't know, I found that a little bit refreshing where, like, Shuri is having, not just Shuri, other people, too, are having to deal with T'Challa in their own unique ways for so long that I was like, okay, this movie is getting its time to breathe and deal with that loss in a, in a way that's like, no, it kind of needed the length. Where I en- I enjoyed it, but I totally understand why, why it want to work for other people. See, for me, I didn't have a problem with the length of this movie. It was just, there were parts of it, for like I said before, that I just didn't think was necessary. And kind of put me to sleep. To sleep. Yeah. Like, honestly, though, like, did Riri really need to be in this movie? No, but I loved her scene in the in the uh, college at uh, MIT. Yeah, that that MIT? was like when they're in the yes, room together. That was, that was that was a funny scene. But like, Riri did not need to be in this movie. Really, she was literally just a plot device. That's it. Sure. Like. There was no, uh, why are you doing this? Which I'm sure we'll get in the Iron Heart show, like why she does this stuff. Um, but there was no reason for her to be in this movie at all. None whatsoever. Yeah, for I mean, for me, the one I have, if I'm going to have an issue with anyone who was in the movie, it, it's um, uh, Everett Ross. Oh, yeah, I was getting to that who, too. Like, who, who was in it because he was in the first movie, right? And he's like a big yeah. field cast, right? Him and, and obviously our new director, uh, Something Fontaine, Julie Louis Elaine. Dreyfus, Elaine. Thank you. Yeah, I'm like, I understand what they're doing here. We're set. We're setting up the, like, like the, which is yeah, sure. Fucking we're setting up the politics for uh, the Thunderbolts, obviously. But like, I don't know, in a movie where it's like so focused on on the events of Wakanda and like T'Challa's loss, it's uh, if that felt to me a little out of place. I meant, I meant, I put this in my notes. I forgot to put it. But this is funny for me. Like when. <laughs> When the white people are on screen, that's when I was just taken out of the movie. Like I was like, they're they don't need to be in this movie at all. Like th- like th- this is taking me out. Like why are why is this in here? There's the, no reason for them to be in here at all. The thing, the funniest thing for me is the needle drop they use for him, which is like Red Hot Chili Peppers, and I love Red Hot Chili Peppers, but like that is very much a like a white person thing to be listening oh, to yeah. listening to on the run. Like oh Ryan Coogler gets it. It's, it's part of the joke. I like that. It's funny. Yeah. They definitely did none of that need to be in the movie at all. None whatsoever. Sure. sure. But like it it also like Everett Ross like didn't have too many scenes where I felt like it was it was yeah. overstated its welcome. Yeah. For me. Yeah. Whatever. I, uh, time, if he it, wasn't it, it, in the done. first movie, there there'd been no reason for him to have it. Sure, sure. Uh how do we feel about Namor? I loved Dinoch oh as, as Namor. <laughs> Elaborate, please. Uh, uh, Ruben, you look like you were going to go first. I'm sorry. I was just No, like, no, no. Go ahead. Go ahead. Like his first scene, like right out of the gate, like speaking wise. Not that scene, which was really freaking creepy out in the ocean. Yes. I enjoyed that yes. scene a lot. Like they, they did a good job with that one. Um, but like his first scene when he talks to uh, Rwanda and uh, Shuri, 
it was like this he's so confident but friendly and deadly at the same time like he especially his theme throughout the whole movie was really good like he was just yeah awesome like i i was worried uh about how they were gonna do namor but he did so good it was phenomenal actor did such a good job what i really loved about it is that it like echoed the same kind of a little bit of the same mentality that killmonger had for t'challa but now namor is doing this with shuri which is like we're arguing the same thing but from different perspectives right where his is like very much uh more of a less a pacifist more of like a, a violent centric kind of mm. no we're gonna go after them because we have to protect what's ours whereas you know the wakandan side is very much uh like leave us alone to our own devices and shuri has to really confront that for a long time she's like almost kind of agreeing with uh mm. with namor so much so that we get like surprise surprise spoilers we get fucking killmonger in this movie right it's yep. it's his it's his mask that she, like she is putting on And, uh, yeah, he was, he was just so good. Sometimes though, I felt as though it was like, this is just Killmonger, but water. Um, and then like with the, the vengeance stuff with Shuri, I'm like, okay, T'Challa literally went through this type of thing in civil war. And we know what happened with that. Um, but so I, I felt as though there was some sameness, but, uh, like the performances are what sold it for me. They did a really good job. I guess if I think about it as well, like it's, you know, Shuri's arc isn't that much different, I would say, to like Peter's in No Way Home. Uh Or like in No Way Home, when Peter loses uh, May, like he gets very much like spiteful and is very much like vengeance focused, where that, you know, Tobey Maguire Peter has to come to the rescue and, and save him and like remember who he is. Whereas Shuri has to do the same thing when she's like getting ready to kill Namor. Some and she say. has a, what Ruben calls a Lion King moment where, where she says, you know, not remember who you are. That's the Lion King thing. What does yes. she say? She said something show, very show close to it. Show the, yeah, which is a callback to the other. She said it before which, in uh, Black Panther, I think. Which I, I didn't like the fact it was just such a quick cutaway. Like, I didn't like that what's, uh, at all. What's her, I would have liked her to have, like, maybe a moment, maybe when she got stabbed. Like maybe she like passes out for a bit, goes back into the ancestral room and actually has a conversation with her mom rather than just her mom just shows up out of the book. Oh, show them who you are. Okay. Well, mm. um, I'm trying to think this through. Yeah. Cause, cause you're right. It, that, I think that moment needed a bit more. Like it just kind of feels like a switch and it just happens because the movie needed to end. Because uh, and like, I'm with you. If she's the reason why she's so angry, like let her have that moment. Like T'Challa had it with T'Chaka. Like, and if she is the reason why, like, she's so angry all the time, let her have, like, a a moment to breathe, okay? If we're talking about, like, all these characters get a moment to breathe, let Shuri have a moment to breathe, whether it's just, all right, it ends. Yeah. All right, business is done. done. Yeah, and I agree. And that's part of my criticism. That said, again, the, the moment where Killmonger shows up in the Ancestral Realm, I thought was, like, fantastic. Mm-hmm. Like, having having been denied her like internal like want for revenge like she doesn't even realize what she wants she's thinking it's going to be her mom it's like no this is this is not yeah I, was, I thought it was great yeah. tough line to traverse i guess this movie um 
what um and then you know the i keep i kept when tessa said hey tell me about the movie because i probably won't be able to see it for a bit so i kept wanting to say the atlanteans i'm like no they're not atlanteans um like they were genuine like atuma namora they they were creepy as well they were challenging people to deal with yeah but you see this is where like the whole namor and what are we calling them uh, to, what's the name of the city? Oh my God! Oh, Telotan? No, Tulukan. Tulukan. Yeah, no. there you go. Tulukan. Yeah, the Tulukans. So, I, I'm just very confused as to what the hell is going on with them. Like, they were technically the same. Like, they were born the same way that he, uh, that Namor was born, but somehow Namor. Am I wrong? They drink the thing. They drink the yeah, yeah, the but vibranium they, plant thing. Yeah, no, no, no. Whatever. They drank the vibranium plant thing. They didn't. Dr- it wasn't those people that drank it. It was the original people that drank it. And oh, those, the ancestors. Yeah, yes. yeah, yeah. Then they had children. So my thing is like, why they're not the same? Well, Namor said like I'm half and half. Yeah, like the cream. He's a mutant. Which it was so cool to hear mutant. Yeah, he, yeah. he's a mutant because her his mom drank it while he was in the womb. Pregnant, okay, okay. Yeah. Which totally makes sense. They get a magical flower plant to drink as well. Which, if Hugo listens to this, because he does, because he's a hater, he'd be like, gee, this is my problem with the movie. It's so stupid. And it's like, whatever, dude, it's comics. Like, well, you know we, just, we gotta just move on. Hugo, you should have just called in, you know? You should have. You shouldn't have been in Italy. Should have been awake. It's his fault. You know, exactly. Exactly. Um, I had a note here on on something Eric just brought up. Now I can't remember. You're on this vibranium plant thing. Hmm. Like, it, like it, it moves the story along. That they get a magical flower plant as well, but like serviceable. Sure. Yeah. So like, sure. It moves it along. It moves it along. That's what. Yeah. For sure. Uh-huh. I, I'm gonna go back to the beginning of the movie, which I thought was like fantastic. The opening. Um, oh yeah. Shuri on the elevator. But okay. By the way, I, this is something I want to mention as well. I know we gave a lot of crap to Letitia Wright, deservedly so, uh, for what she was saying online and for what like what she was doing in person and like possibly getting people sick uh, on set for not wanting to be uh, vaccinated. I get that. All that said, on the other side of watching this movie, I did think her performance was phenomenal. Yeah, it, I, it was pretty freaking great. Yeah. Like, she was the heart of this movie. I mean, everyone was, like, putting in performances. Dude, Angela Bassett, uh, Dene, Dene? Yeah, Dene Guerrero was fantastic. And, of course, of course, Lupita Nyong'o. Everyone was... You, you could feel the love behind the camera. It was so good. Lupita. Hmm. I love the pizza. Part Mexican. In case you didn't know. I did not she know that. Know. Interesting. Yeah, she was born there. Huh. And then the uh, the opening credit scene as well, where it's uh, usually it's the the MCU kind of studio logo. We're getting like perfect. This was just it was just, just Chadwick, and it was a moment of silence that happens twice. And it was the girl next to me was crying, and I I got emotional as well. It was great. Yeah. Did anyone actually cry in the movie? Uh, I got like choked up. I don't think I had tears sure. come out. 
I had a few issues like, at the end. Because, like, for me, um, the, just a personal story here. So, like, my grandfather's funeral was the day I found out Chadwick passed. And so I kind of, like, put those two together, which, like, when I was over with grieving over my grandfather, like, I was over with grieving for Chadwick because it was so similar to two people that, you know, meant a lot to me in, like, different ways. Okay. Um, so, like, seeing him again, it, it was it was nice. Um, I, like, it, I was sad, like, he's not there, but, like, especially when like, they brought the coffin up. But uh, it, was, it, it was a, it was, um, I already did like my grieving. So it was, just, it was just good to see him again and the way we got, but yeah, that was, it was nice. I also, I also really appreciate that the MCU didn't shy away from like real world Chadwick where like, I think they kind of alluded that T'Challa was dying of cancer as well. Mm-hmm. And that Shuri just could not, even with all her technology and her, her know how wasn't able to find a cure for, for him as well. Um, that sounds weird for me to say it as like a positive of the movie, but I, I just, I don't know. These small things that like, I didn't expect, ex- Ryan mentioned this in his letterbox review as well. I, I did not expect for Marvel to have such like, go out of their way to, to express and, and, and show off like the passing of Chadwick with such like care Yeah, that uh-huh. it was a surprise to me and something that I felt was like really welcome and, and I enjoyed because like sometimes I know actors are not their characters, but they were kind of like synonymous with one another. So when he said like T'Challa was suffering through this, just didn't tell anyone, just like fought on. I was like, that's that's what Chadwick did there. So I I enjoyed yep. that little line that they did. Mm-hmm. Absolutely, absolutely. Uh, one thing that's like kind of a criticism for me, but also a, a positive is the you know we in a Marvel movie there's obviously going to be some action set pieces. Uh, I did not care for the climax action piece. Like it, it kind of, a you know, same as the third act in black Panther one just kind of looked like a little bit of goop to me. Just yeah. things happening on screen. However, when it was practical, when it was the, the fight on top of the bridge with, um, uh, yep. Okoye and one of the, one of the Tulukans, uh, but that fight, that was awesome. Thank you, Eric. Yeah. I thought that fight was freaking great. Yeah. Uh, I, I agree with you. Like my issue was like, I would have preferred if Shuri not became Black Panther in a way. Like I didn't, like I, when she was in Black Panther, I'm like, go back to Shuri. Like, I don't want, like, I felt as it was kind of like too fast. And I realized like she had to become it. Um, but I, I just didn't really care about the Black Panther action scenes at all in this movie. Like they were, they were fine. They were serviceable for the movie. But I, I much preferred like Shuri outside of it uh, uh, rather mean, than her. And, can we talk about the fake out that we got with the first trailer? That we thought it was going to be somebody else as Black Panther? Because the first trailer. No, I 1000% thought it was going to be Shuri. Especially after no, the poster. No, because too. the first trailer, it showed off like somebody more bulkier, if I remember correctly. No, no, they showed the, the one. No. No way. Pretty sure they did. Just to fake us out. I'll be right back. Okay. Go back and watch the first one. It's it's the shot from her on the beach. Okay. All right. I guess I was wrong. All right. Um. I did. I, I, I do want to go ahead. You first. No, no. You go first. 
Eric brought something up too that he said he wished somebody else was uh, Black Panther. I mean, I under for a moment, I'm not gonna lie to you. I thought it was gonna be Okoye that was going to uh, rise up to the mantle, especially with like, uh, you know, the whole like uh, subplot with her and uh, Ramonda having their discussion about like them servicing, yeah. you know, the crown, whatever. Yeah, that whole scene in the throne room. I was like, oh, is, is it gonna be her instead? Is this the fake out? Um, at the end, there's something I want to ask you, Ruben, where Shuri leaves and um, Umbaku is is there at the ritual to Take fight the for crown. the crown. Yeah. Not for the mantle of Black Panther, but for the crown. But could we see Umbaku become the next Black Panther or, or is he just fighting to, to be the head of So the reason why I brought up the, the, the fake out is because I honestly thought it was going to be Umbaku turning to be... Like, uh, throughout the first trailer, I, like I said, I thought the, the first trailer showed off somebody else. I thought it was going to be Umbaku. And I think we could see it. I think there could be multiple Black Panthers. I don't see why not. Um, I do think with what Shuri's doing in Haiti, I, I mean, who knows? She could just be taking time off. She could be grieving. She could... Just like which is how I read it as well. I'm, yeah, I'm good. Like I don't want it anymore. Like I'm, who knows? Especially if she doesn't want it anymore. Like if, if I remember correctly, the, the the title of Black Panther falls to the leader. No, the, no? no, they don't have to. No, no. Okay, because T'Challa was the Black Panther and T'Chaka was still the king. Ah, uh, yeah. You're right. You're right. You're right. You're right. And also, like, it's very obvious we're, we're gearing up towards a younger, young Avengers kind of team up, and M'Baku would not fit. Shuri would 1,000% would. Especially because her and Ironheart have rapport now, so. Yeah. But again, like, I, uh, if I have another complaint, too, it would be M'Baku is not in the movie enough. Yep. Honestly, M'Baku was probably one of my favorite parts of the movie. Just, like, his... Yeah, he should have been more in it. I mean, yeah, definitely. But like his uh, conversations that he has with Shuri, like after Ramonda dies, mm. perfection, man. Absolutely perfection. And the way that he looks at her, like, fuck, I was not expecting you to go this hard, you know? Oh, if it's almost like another brotherly figure. Yeah, absolutely. But it, it, it's more of even the things that he says, like, the world has taken so much away from you. Uh, I don't remember the line specifically, but it, to you, for you to be still be looked at as a, ch- a as a child, yeah, yeah. Oh my god, yeah. fucking heartbreaking. I mean, devastating movie for me. Like at that moment, it's like you realize, like, holy shit, she really has lost everyone. Like it is just her. Yeah, I don't. Um, kind of hurt. Go ahead, Eric. Shout out to my uh, my buddy Floyd, who was one of Mbaku's. Uh, bodyguards isn't that the lsu yeah he was in the movie again had some more screen time this time so i was we show up on screen like oh yeah um let's uh, yeah he was uh he said he had a picture or he had a video of him at the premiere with uh winston duke and they're just like clowning with him i was like so good so great for him um let's see what's another thing i had uh how about this feels weird for me to be saying this can we get to the representation part because i'm really excited sure. to talk about that 
<laughs> yeah. Okay. Do you want to lead or not lead it, but like? Oh, no, I just like, want to mention. I'm, I'm ready to hear your thoughts. First of all, I think it's been great that uh, Tenoch on his uh, kind of what, what kind of tours do you call that? Press tour. Press tour. Yeah. Yeah. yeah press tour. He's been press talking tour. a lot about. Yes, he's been he's been really like adamant on discussing colorism, which is like something I really hadn't thought about. Uh, like specifically in Mexico, where uh, all the roles, a majority of the roles in Mexico and re- resolving like Latin film and television will be biased towards light skinned people with clear color eyes, your blues, your greens. Uh, when, you know, and it's the minor roles that are going to people who, with like dark, darker complexions, darker eye colors. And you don't see the same opportunities being given to people, like even in Mexico, like in the, you know, people light skin versus versus darker skin, and that's true of like a lot of cultures. So it's, I thought it was refreshing for him to to be saying things about this, uh, and being like, "Hey, we got to work harder." Uh, like, but it can't happen. Like, I am proof that like things like this, you know, we can do it too, uh, which I found uh, lovely. But in the movie itself, I thought was awesome. The smile on my face when I saw uh, the Tulucans playing the game that the minds used to play uh, where you would hit the soccer ball, okay, whatever the ball bro. with your, your hip, yeah. make it through the, the hole and whoever wins, uh, you get sacrificed. I was, I was thinking of road to El Dorado. When I saw that. Which I have not seen. Oh, uh, it, you should watch they it. have the scene. Like, yeah, they have, they have that in there. Yeah. That's a big, not a big part, but big scene. But the thing for me that really cemented it was, Weirdly enough, the use of subtitles um, and how like widely varied the languages were in, in this movie. Because obviously mm. you have English, duh. Um, you have the Wakandan spoken language. But then you have two different dialects of, uh, you know, the Tulucans are using. They're using their, their ancient Aztec language and then they're using like Spanish proper. And Lupita is also speaking Spanish. Uh, and it was nice to see, first of all, the, like it was cool to see uh, the subtitles, French. different colors, depending on yeah. what they're speaking. Yeah. Oh, the French as well. Thank you. Yeah, in, in Haiti, you know, francophone Freaking country. French. Yeah. Um, where was I going with this? Uh, uh, different colors. Yeah. No, I lost it. I lost it. I was building up to something major to, with the subtitles. I'm sorry. That's no, okay. It's I okay. did like. I uh, did appreciate that we, like, it was color coded for me. You know, well, not for just for me, but like just. To, in general, I thought it was a real good touch. Specifically, what you got colors on yours, Ruben? Yeah, you didn't get colors. <laughs> it was all it was all white for me. Oh, stupid. Oh. <laughs> oh, okay. Um, I remember now. Go for it. First of all, the use of languages I thought was awesome because, like, that is exposure. That is like representation of me on on screen, legit. Um, <laughs> like, I I don't know. When I look at like what Black Panther did for like obviously the black community. Uh, even though Namor is the bad guy, like just seeing characters on screen that speak like me and, and look similar to me or people that, you know, I grew up with, like, is refreshing and people have someone to look up to. Like people thirsting after Tenoch is like, oh, we're thirsting after Mexicans now. Like, yes, absolutely. Um, but the thing that really, like, also again cemented how cool it was that Ryan Coogler, like, and cast kind of approached the movie is that the some of the actors that were cast as the Tulucans one had to learn English, but also uh, 
the Aztec language. So there's like respect across the board for everything here, which there is not enough of in Hollywood. But it happens in one of the biggest franchises in the world. And that rocks. I have to get I'll be right back. Okay. Goodbye. Eric heard me talk about Spanish and he said, no, nah, uh, I can't deal with this. I'm not here for it. That's POC exactly. shit. Yeah. <laughs> Give me one second. Let me fix it. That's cool, man. And to me, it's also different than, um, you know, what's his name? Michael Pena, the way he's typecast and, and, every movie's in Hollywood where he's just like, oh, he's the, the Mexican who, like, the funny guy, and yeah. it's like, we can, Mexicans can play other roles as well, you know, so. That was it for me. Okay. Um, I want to take a little different aspect of this. I, I feel like it was uh, definitely a different thing to see uh, Haiti on screen. Uh, and then sure. just get like notification on screen. It, it was for me as a, as a Dominican. I, I thought that was really really cool. I know, um, you know, Haiti's the Haitian people and Dominican people don't really get along. But I am here for it, man. Fucking let's mm -hmm. let's show it off. Even if it wasn't Haiti, you know, because <laughs> yeah. it's definitely Puerto Rico. But still. It's also like, when is the last time you saw Haiti in a movie anywhere? In yeah, any, you know what exactly, I mean? Exactly. Or or to or for it to be shown off where, it like, you don't have the filters that people use for those kinds of countries. The yellow filter, you know what I mean? Yeah. And it's like, look how beautiful this place can look. Yeah. It's refreshing, dude. Absolutely. Some other complaints that I have, just as we're rounding a conversation before Eric gets back, is that... Um, as always, I got to bring up VFX just in, in that climax fight. Just looked a little weird. Maybe a little bit in the middle, too, when Namor attacks Wakanda. Not everything looks the best, but, like, whatever. At this that, point, there's nothing I can do. That you last know, it's going to look scene, the way it looks. That last fight scene when he's walking away, like, she's pegged, and he's walking away. I was just like, oh, no, where, what are we doing here? Yeah. Why are we, why are we show, showing this? Because you, cause you can see very much that it's like, oh, look at all this green screen everywhere. Yeah. It's like, yeah. but what whatever so it's it's weird for me because sometimes the green screen is looks great and then sometimes it looks horrible also i want to give a shout out to that fucking i i think what it was is um the scene where um we first see namor that they just watched that episode of game of thrones and was like yeah let's do this where it was just like pitch black like, i could oh when he walks anything. out of the fucking water yeah man that whole scene where they're just standing in front of the uh fire i just like what the, what is going on here i couldn't see anything that was cool it was nighttime it, it was cool but like there's a fucking moon somewhere come on okay the moon is not gonna light up that much there's only so much you can are do are you sure about that if we're, gonna, if we're gonna give praise to any movie that's you know shot really well for nighttime it's, it's nope which is, looks I phenomenal. Haven't seen, it yet. I haven't seen it. But speaking of which, actually, that's a good point. Uh, one more cool thing I want to bring up that Eric brought up earlier is the the first time we, we don't even see them first, we hear them. There's siren call. There's yeah. just like a, a whole squad of them Fucking singing. Crazy. And the like that like you feel that tension. It's like okay, this, this is a cool scene. Yeah. I really like that on the boat. Uh, did, did we talk about? Because um, this was a freaking debate on Twitter. 
I saw um, about apparently like uh, the actor. How do you pronounce his name? I want to make sure I have it right. Denoch. 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 Uh, he wanted to make it clear that Namor and it was indigenous, not Latinos. I think he said wanted to. Sure. He wanted, yes. He wanted to clarify that. So I think when when I saw that tweet on Twitter about Latino representation, I think they were just talking about the actors, which yes. like still like just like actors, characters. The fact like I think we like Phase Four. I think that's what's going to be its biggest strong suit is that like the steps are being taken towards where it needs to be, which I think is yeah. the best part of Phase Four. Uh, is and more people being seen. That is like one of the uh, Eric fantastic point because that's one of the strongest things about this movie in terms of representation is that you're right because this movie is about colonialism. If he's Latino, mm-hmm. it wouldn't hit, it wouldn't hit the same because like that has like inherent things, you know, baked in. Like, you know, for it to be a movie uh, that is anti-colonialism in the same way that like kind of mirrors Wakanda, then he would have to be indigenous. Because that's what it's all about, and that's what he's fighting for. So that that makes sense. Like Namor was going against the Spaniards. Like that's, like he was going against Spanish people. So I think that mm-hmm. that I enjoyed. Uh, I enjoyed that. Like him getting his name. That was that was a pretty. Yeah. Oh, hello. You muted. I'll be back. Okay. <laughs> yeah, I did like his name as well. Sinamor. Yeah. Namor. That means with, without love. Um, I, I guess uh, for me, I have one question and one question only. Uh, I'm not uh, uh, obviously I'm not caught up on who Namor is as a as a character in Marvel comics. He's a villain, I'm assuming, or is he? he you think I know? Yes, I, that's what I thought. Uh, yeah, one would assume from this movie that he's a villain, but I'm not sure if Namor is actually a bad guy. Also known as the Submariner, a fictional character appearing in American comic books published by Marvel Comics. Uh, who knows? Doesn't who knows? Say. Is he an antagonist of sorts? Could be. Could be. Or is he a, uh, what is it? What would you call that? An anti-hero. Could be an anti-hero. Wow. Oh, okay. So his first appearance uh, was, Namor was an enemy of the United States. So probably, yes. Holy shit. Yeah. Aren't we all? How fucking badass is it that he loses the fight and, like, goes home and fucking paints a mural about the fight? Yep. That's fucking sick. How badass does he... Well, you know, is is he still flying? Like, does he... Does his wing heal? He'd probably regenerate it. Or regenerate it. He's a mutant. Who knows? Who knows? He's in the water long enough. He doesn't prune... So conniving at the end too, because he was like, "The Wakandans will need us, and like, we'll we'll strike again." I was like, "Ooh, yeah, yeah." Which Eric, I guess, brings us to the one and only question: Where are we ranking Namor? Oh, are are we done with all? I think so. I don't have anything else to say. Okay, Christian. Oh, okay. Oh, yeah. Uh, I think it's a great movie. That's uh, obviously flawed, but that that I really enjoyed. And uh, again, I want to reiterate that I, I really appreciate Marvel for taking such care with T'Challa's death and, and revolving the plot around that grief. I think they and sticking with it for start to finish. You think they aced it? I think they aced it. Yeah, that, that was. Yeah, I think for the most part they did. I think for the most part they did as well. And um, people are, are going to bash on this movie, but I, I don't care what they say. I, I had a good time. 
and that's all that matters because I got to see a cool movie and I'm Mexican on screen. So, and that, like that really is what it's about. Yeah. Like that's what this movie is about. I think because it was like because I remember when I went to go see Black Panther, like it was awesome that most of the crowd was African American when I went to go see it. Like it felt like like I'm just sitting here enjoying the moment. Like because this isn't about me. So. Um, and like, there were like a bunch of little kids, like right in front of me, whenever T'Challa showed up for the first time, just big smiles on their faces. And I'm like, that's, that's what it's for. Like, um, so yeah. Can I, like, hmm. can I just say too, like for a moment, I was nervous for my theater. Um, cause like the, when the moment of silence thing happened the first time, you know, I was scared that someone was going to like. And, you know, not that it'd be a bad thing, but, like, they were going to, like, start chiming in and cheering and stuff. And, like, I don't know. I kind of appreciated the fact that the theater remained silent for that whole moment. Because they knew. And we just we just got to sit with it. Yeah. Uh, uh, yeah. Uh, yeah like, Ruben's right. I think, like, we knew the, the, the gravity of the situation. Sure. Sure, sure, sure. So, um, all right. So... Uh, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, and whoever is watching this, it is time. Let me get this. It is time for our favorite game of ranking the Marvel villains. Now, funny enough here, I think Namor is more of an antagonist than a villain, but we can get into semantics later. We were just talking about this while you were gone. Oh, like, I, I don't think he's a villain. I think he is an antagonist. The um, the people causing Wakanda and Tulakan to go at each other are the real bad guys, a.k.a. The CIA. The whites. <laughs> Sorry, I just have no nice. other way to say that. In this, in, in this context, I really have no, like, because, like, they were, like, especially when Fal- uh, Valentina was like, oh, I would. I am dreaming of America with vibranium. I'm like, that's not good. Can we also um, just, I'm sorry to cut you off, Eric, could we also just talk about how they were quick to just blame Wakanda, like, for everything? That yeah, it was, it was strange. Yeah. And th- there was Is some story though? choices. Yeah. Is it, though? Well, it's like, not. it makes sense for them, because, like, it makes sense for, like, the CIA, because it's, like, who who can we blame here? Who else like, has vibranium? Yes. Yeah. yeah. So, uh, shout I, out Ever Ross for being the only ally. Right. <laughs> I was gonna say a funny joke like he's the one guy like in She Hulk who just scream Wakanda forever. <laughs> he's stupid. <laughs> All right. Uh, so it's time to rank the villains. Number ten, Loki from Avengers. Number nine. Uh, so Ruben's gonna love this episode today. Uh, number 10, Loki from Avengers. Number 9, Winter Soldier from Captain America Winter Soldier. Number 8, Mysterio from Far From Home. Number 7, Green Goblin from No Way Home. Number 6, Wenwu from Shang-Chi. Number 5, Zemo from Civil War. Number 4, Vulture from Spider-Man Homecoming. Number 3, Killmonger from Black Panther. Number 2, Wanda Maximoff from Multiverse of Madness. And number 1, Thanos from Infinity War. Um, Ruben, I'm going to start with you. Or... Uh, I'm glad that we brought up, like... He isn't really the villain in this movie, well, but the real villain of this movie is Grief. So and, I think we should just put Grief at number one. And capitalism. No, we should definitely put the per- a person of color on there over a fucking theme. <laughs> <laughs> fair enough, fair enough, fair enough. Um, I'm honestly, I'm thinking he's, you know, top five. 
He's definitely a top five. And Holy shit, wow. The question is, where do I want to put him? Where do I want to put him? Because he is kind of similar to Killmonger, just in water. I'm going to go with number the new number five. Which that hurts. would be Which one above Zemo, one below Vulture. Yes. One above Zemo, one below Vulture. Eric, let me go next because I think you're higher than me okay. uh, on this. Uh, to me, he would be the new number 12, right above Gore and right below Hela. Because I think I think he's a strong antagonist. I think the way he challenges Shuri is like fantastic. Like that's that tension is what like really intrigued me. Obviously, the representation was fantastic, but I think in a, in a lot of ways, what we got from Namor, I found stronger and more compelling with Killmonger, um, that it's kind of hard to compare. Um, and even like with the other ones, I think they challenge the protagonist in ways that I find a bit more compelling uh, than, than what Namor did. Um, so for, for that reason, he's a, he's a bit lower on mine, but he's, I still thought he was great. The reason why I say that he he is maybe top five is because like even after everything he did, people still don't know anything about like they don't know that Namor is a is is a villain. They don't know that Namor exists. They don't know they they he still managed to pin everything that happened on the Wakandans, which is kind of. Oof. True, I guess that, that doesn't really resolve, huh? They just have their fight, and yeah. you're right. Yeah. So, <laughs> this is funny, because I have him as my new number three. That's uh, weird. Overkill longer. Mm-hmm. So, like, because, like, the thing is, when I, when I do my villain stuff, I look at so many facets. One, I look at the performance of the actor. Uh, two, I look at... Um, like what their motivations are, which for me, like Killmonger and uh, Namor, kind of the same, a little bit different, kind of the same. Um, well, one's a mutant. <laughs> um, three, just he just like wrecked shop wherever he went. Like he was just a presence on screen, and he didn't even have to fight or anything. Like he was just a presence, especially like the scene when uh, Nakia killed the Pelican, uh, um, and then like he like like helps her die, yeah. kind of in a way. Like it's there like, for her. Like, I, is yeah. there any way you can help me? And he just like, and then just that anger he had. Like it's just he was a presence. Like true. He was one of those where like. He was just the best is when like the villain antagonist becomes like the second main, like I know honestly like the second main character, but he really felt like at sometimes I thought he was the main character over Shuri in a sense, but um, I, he was just so awesome because it's one of those things with like what Namor normally is uh, white speedo dude <laughs> to like, this the anti-Aquaman. Just, like it's and like he it, it, and like the crazy thing is he's not doing this for power he's not doing this for anything he's doing this just because he wants to protect his people that's it 
Like that's all he wants to do. Um, and just, I got him as number three, but obviously now we have to do the wow. three, five, 12 you thing, which me. I did do already. You convinced oh, me. Oh, okay. I have to redo this. Which is fine. But like wherever he ends up, that's fine. As long as, because I, I think like the more we talk about it, it's like as long as Infinity War Thanos like stays number one, I'm good. The question you have to ask yourself is, guys, I can't believe I'm going to say this. Did he is do he Goblin? a better job than Green Goblin? Yes, yes. yes. And you know what? I'm going to have to bring this down. I'm sorry, but he's my new number nine. Okay, so Ruben, when we do because you're right, he did. We did get we Killmonger. Do. He's the exact, the, exactly the same. So you you asked yourself, hold, hold on, Eric, I'll let you go after this. You said, is he better than Green Goblin? No. So let me put him underneath Mysterio uh, as well, just because. Well, Mysterio did like cause chaos, you know. Like he he literally like, turned in. The reason why we get Green Goblin is because of Mysterio. So yes. I put him below Mysterio. I mean, technically, you're not wrong. Exactly. There you go. Oh, he is right. <laughs> <laughs> Woo. So yeah. By the way, I, I almost forgot. To, I almost forgot to mention um, when Namor comes into Wakanda, wreck shop, and says, "I'll be back in a week to finish this shit." Ballsy. But also, what I forgot to mention this: Angela Bassett saving Riri. Like, it's just like a like a fantastic way like to express who she is as a character you know what i mean yeah she, she'll treat anyone as her own mm-hmm. which is why everybody called her mother true okay so i did the the uh the not the summary average average and we're looking at a new number eight which is right above mysterio oh, and right below green goblin I'm I'm okay with that. I'm okay. Top ten villain. Too, you know? Got a new top ten. I won't go over it again because Ruby's about to put it up on the screen. Um, uh, but yeah, he was just a presence on screen. Yeah, man. There's some really cool framing in this movie where like he's just like floating above the water from like super far away. Like ah, uh, mm. like, um, like oh, just so good. And that means... Oh, sorry, you're putting it on the screen? Yeah, give me one second. Mm-hmm. Sorry, sorry, sorry. Just taking forever. <clears throat> I'm grateful that I was able to win that argument of me putting it. Well, hey, look at this. You finally, you finally got Loki out of the top ten. I hope it's you're happy with yourself. About fucking time. It's about fucking time. But yeah. you like Loki in Avengers, so I don't. I yeah, I thought like you Loki. said you did. No, I like Loki and Loki. You're a weird man. Loki and any other Loki and Loki is Loki in the Avengers. It's the same one. Yeah, but like he turns into something else, you know. Thank you, Chris. He kisses Chris. himself, and it's just I like, oh, that. he's turned into something else. Thank you, Christian. Yeah, was that considered incest? Whatever. Did we ever decide? <laughs> no, we didn't, because it's the same person. He's having sex with. No, himself. I think he was enjoying himself. Exactly. It's like <laughs> it's like growing up in a public high, like any kind of public school in America. It's like, hey, if you were sitting next to yourself, and they were jerking you off, is that <laughs> masturbating? And is that gay? It's like wow. It's Thank like you for question. bringing this topic up into 
uh, our Black Panther Wakanda forever. Yeah. Well. I appreciate it. Which brings us to our next segment question. Ranking the MCU. Yes, we're, we're going to rank this among the rest of the MCU films. So far. So far that we've done. Uh, and of course, with our number 10, starting uh, with our list, we're going to start with the number 10 and then move up. Number 10, Black Panther. Number 9, Guardians of the Galaxy. Number 8, Shang-Chi and the Legend of the Ten Rings. Number spot number seven, Spider-Man Homecoming. Number six, Spider-Man Far From Home. Number five, Captain America the Winter Soldier. Number four, Doctor Strange in the Multiverse of Madness. I forgot we had that this high on, on here. Number three, Captain America Civil War. Number two, Avengers Infinity War. And number one, Spider-Man No Way Home. Where is this going? We started with Ruben last time. We'll start with him again. Oh. Why? No, don't start with me. Start with somebody else. I'm it's it's funny this way. I'm okay, you're fine. You're right. Eric, how you feeling? Where's Wakanda Forever going to go for you? He doesn't even know. Nine, 19. 19. Wow. Okay, at least it's over Black Widow. I can, I can live with that. For me. On this list. 19. Like, because, like, uh, I look at all the other movies, like Age of Ultron is just, you know, the Avengers and just they're they're all just wonderful. You don't like this movie more than I do. But yeah, 19. That's where I have it on here. Uh, I think it's a great movie. Um, I'm playing off this list. I think I, I compare this a lot to Eternals in the way this is like tonally. Um, I think Eternals is great as well. Uh off this list, I do think it's better than Ant-Man. But Captain America First Avenger is like, that, that has a soft spot in my heart. Oh, over... I gotta rate this over lore, over Thor Love and Thunder, though, is my thing. Okay. And I, I think it's better than the Avengers as well. I gotta be honest. I think this is, this is a better movie than the Avengers. Okay. That's exactly what I was thinking, Christian. New number 12? A one, below, one below Thor Ragnarok. New number 12. New number 12. Is, is that from me? Okay, so yeah, obviously, if you both have the same one, then that that is two to one over me, so that's fine. Okay. <laughs> I don't know how to average on this. This is so funny. I did no, the no, wrong. I mean, if you, if, if no, you both have the same, the same, yeah, you both have the same ranking. So okay. Oh, sure, 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 sure. That will overrule yes. mine. And there we go. What kind of forever? The new number twelve, one above the Avengers. And one below Thor Ragnarok. It's a real shame. I gotta say, what is the best Phase Four movie? I don't know, but my favorite, no Shang Chi. I was actually gonna save this for next time. I was gonna say No Way Home. The recap of Phase Four, you know? Yeah. Yeah. You're all like, wrong. When are we gonna do that? Huh? When are we gonna do that? I figured next week, if we could. If not, we can wait until you're on vacation. I think, wouldn't you start vacation? Maybe next Monday. Bada bing, bada boom. I, I might not be able to make that because I have a flight Tuesday morning, so I may be getting ready for takeoff. Why not, why not uh, do it in December? That way we can talk about the holiday special and have like a Christmas episode of... Okay, oh, there yeah, you go. that works, that works. And like a New Year wrap-up. Okay, all right. Beginning of the we can talk about, yeah. Well, right yeah, let's get, let's get that let's get that Italian boy on here. 
Mm. Ugh. I'm kidding. We could do some Italian discrimination. I'm kidding. Jesus. <laughs> kidding. I'm joking. He'd probably joking. join in. He's, yeah, I was say he's posted that picture before, so I can say that. <laughs> My country is so stupid. That's you. With that being said. Oh, Dennis, make a new movie, please. Where's Dune 2? Dude, coming. yeah. It's coming. it's coming. I'm excited. Hey, I'm only watching it for Florence Pugh. That's it. Ah, <laughs> oh, dude. Florence Pugh, man. And the show. Ruben, end the show. All right. I'm going to go horny mode <laughs> if not. That being said, until the next conquest. Wait, we're not going to have, like, plugs? Oh, yeah. That's right. That's right. We're, uh, like, Eric, where can people find you? I, I totally forgot this- about plugs. <laughs> Eric C. Ginn on Twitter. I'm not doing anything. Like, I'm getting into midterm mode for school. So about it. I don't literally do anything else. Like, that's it. So. Still on Twitter, huh? Um, yeah, I'm still on Twitter. I had to make a pri- my Twitter private because my students were like, we found your Twitter. I'm like, yep, shutting that down. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So. Right. Christian, where can we find you? Follow me at ISO Christian on Twitter. Swipe right. Tinder. Okay. All right. And uh, I was really hoping at the end of this video, we would have had 300 subs, but unfortunately we do not. We still have 298. We'll get there. But Christian. We'll get there. 9.1K. Telling you, buddy. 200 views in the past hour for some reason. Okay. Yeah. By the end of this month, by the end of this week, it's happening. Um, yeah, you can find me here on Thursday talking about uh, Game Awards. Uh, we will not be watching the Game Awards live just because it's too much. It's like six hours. Yeah. Jeff Keeley time, you know, which is like a day in regular time. Yeah, that's pretty show. Yeah. yeah. So, um, yeah, we'll meet back here on Thursday. Not with you two, but. Yeah. We'll see. Yeah. With that being said, we'll be in here. We're all always with you. Always. Whenever Excelsior. Hear Marvel stuff. 